Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. Welcome to the Friday conversation on Text Talk. I almost hate that it's Friday. Mm-hmm. This time, yeah, because okay. Now I've told you this is not my favorite psalm. Psalm sixteen is, but this is really a top one, and there is so much stuff. And we have barely, even if this is our fifth conversation, just we've just barely scratched the surface. There's so many things here we could get involved Listen, in that I, we've had to miss. And I have to amen you on that. I've preached on this psalm. I've written articles about this psalm. I, I come back to it. I, you know, yeah. it's it's good for me too. And I it's I hate to be uh, closing closing the uh, the the bookend on it. Yeah. Having said that. It's Friday, and so I want to remind everyone, if you're in the Tampa area, come out and worship with us at Livingston. This Sunday, the Lord's Day, we're looking forward to being together in the sanctuary, God's people coming together to Mm -hmm. worship God. Yes. And uh, we'd love for you to come out and be a part of that sanctuary also. And so all the service times, directions, everything you need is at the website, www.christiansmeethere.org. We'd love to meet you. You know what? Even if you're thinking of throwing in the towel. Even if you're thinking, you know what, I just don't think I can do this Christianity thing anymore. I, I'm just, I don't see, I haven't seen the benefits. It hasn't been, it hasn't been working out for me. Mm. Even if, and, and in fact, especially if that's where you are. Yes. Come be among the sanctuary of God's people this week. Let's hang on. Yeah. Hang on another time. Come join us. I, I think that would be fantastic you know, for you. And really, that's a nice way to kind of embody what this psalm is all about. Yes, absolutely. So let's just jump in and read it for one more time. I'm going to read from the American Literary Version, a psalm. Psalm of Asaph, surely God is good to Israel, to such as are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped, for I was envious at the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no pangs in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in the trouble of men, neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore pride is as a chain about their neck, violence covers them as a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than heart could wish. They scoff and in wickedness utter oppression. They speak loftily. They have set their mouth in the heavens and their tongue walks through the earth. Therefore his people return here and waters of a full cup are drained by them. And they say, how does God know? Is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the wicked. And being always at ease, they increase in riches. Surely in vain have I cleansed my heart and washed my hands in innocent, for all the day long have I been plagued and chastened every morning. If I had said I will speak thus, lo, to your son's generation I would have been treacherous. When I thought how I might know this, it was misery in my eyes, until I went into the sanctuary of God and considered their latter end. Surely you set them in slippery places. You cast them down to ruins. How they have become a desolation in a moment. They are utterly consumed with terrors as a dream when one awakes. So, O Lord, when you awake, you will despise their image. For my soul was in a ferment and I was pricked in my heart. So brutish was I and ignorant. I was a beast before you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You have held my right hand. You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory. Whom have I in the heavens but you? And there is none upon earth that I desire beside you. My flesh and my heart fail. God is the rock of my heart and my portion forever. 
For lo, those who are far from you perish. You destroy all who commit whoredom departing from you. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have made the Lord Yahweh my refuge that I may tell of all your works. I appreciate that so much. Um, One of the things that we've read every day this week is in verse 21 and 22 when um, Asaph kind of has his come-to-himself moment or come-to-God moment, uh, and then how he views himself for being envious of the wicked, for almost having slipped. It's so humble. Uh, Verse 21, his heart was grieved. He was vexed in his mind that he'd been thinking that way. He felt foolish. He felt ignorant, like a beast, like a dumb animal toward God. That's exactly right. And I, I want to have a humble heart like that, that when I've been thinking foolish things or I realize, boy, my heart hasn't been right, to, to be contrite mm. and not to have the attitude of saying, yeah, well, but it brought me to this place. I mean, it got me here. I wouldn't be who I was if I hadn't done all those things. Mm. Sometimes there is a real lack of contrition when people have really been foolish and wicked in the way they've been living. And so I, th- I see another really great example here in Asaph that I, that I take from this psalm. Think about where he was while he was going through the struggle. Mm-hmm. I, I highly doubt that while he was going through the struggle, he said, you know what my real problem is right now? I'm just so ignorant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I obviously don't know anything. You know, I just, I'm just, I'm dumber than a box of rocks. That's what the real problem is. Yeah. But when he came to understand God and consider the end, when, when he got to the sanctuary, and that's, that's I, I, was it in this one where it talked about that? Or now I'm trying to remember if that was the NIV yesterday, but w- here it talks about that I, I got to the sanctuary and I considered their end. Mm-hmm. Not just I Ever found out about their yeah. end. You know, some of the translation makes it sound like I got to the sanctuary and I was told about their end. Mm. But it's the idea that they're among the worship, they're being among God's people, worshiping God. I realized, wait a minute, wait a yeah. minute. Okay, I know where we are now, but where are we going to be? Right. Where, where are we going to be? What has God promised and what's coming? And as I, as I spent time thinking about that. The aha. Yeah. The, oh, now I get it. Mm-hmm. It's not about right now. It's about what's coming. It's about what's at the end. That's where God is, is leading and guiding. And then all of a sudden he looked back at himself and said, man, I was an idiot. Yeah. I was, I was just like a dumb animal. I mean, you know what? I, you know, I just can't believe I thought stubborn that. Stubborn as a mule. Yeah. yeah. All of those kinds of things and that, that realization. I, not, not to get sidetracked. I know I want us to think about Jesus in this psalm today, which actually is kind of hard considering where Asaph was. But I, I, I don't want to get too sidetracked on this. But just as you've brought up this concept of repentance, it, it's made me think about how some folks kind of almost have that planned repentance in mind. I'm going to sow my wild. I'm going to listen to the counsel of the ungodly for a while. I'm going to walk on their ways for a while, and I'll repent at the end. You know, the reality is, if you really repent at the end, you're going to look back at all this and say, what an idiot I was. Right. Yeah, so so, so look, let's, let's jump to that right now. Let's just go ahead and jump and say, if I if I walk in the counsel of the wicked, and if I stand in the way of sinners, and if I sit in the seat of scoffers, I'm being a dumb, brutish, ignorant animal. I'm mm-hmm. being an idiot. Mm-hmm. I'm being stupid. So let's just, let's just jump to that now. And let's just get back over on God's way. Let's let's not wait till the end because if because you know what if you don't ever think that about yourself, uh, yeah, you haven't repented like Asaph. Yeah, and so no, I mean that's a great 
that's a really great point, a great lesson there about repentance. I want to take that from this psalm. You said we we're going to talk about Jesus. To my mind, it, it marries with what you said about, hey, remember the end, okay. their end, right? And that's what Asaph says. He remembers their end or not really remembered so much as understood or aha or what was it in today's version? Considered. Considered, okay. Yeah. And that's going to be judgment. That's going to be bad. And what is going to be the end for the faithful? Yeah. Well, that that takes us to verse 24. You will guide me with your counsel, so I'm going to follow your word in your way today, mm-hmm. and afterward receive me to glory. What's yeah. going to be the end there for the faithful one? It's hard now. I get it. There's doubts now. I get it. It looks like we're on the losing team now, but the end is the glory of God yeah, and to be there with him. You're going to walk me through this, and the end of this is glory. Mm-hmm. The end of this is beyond my wildest imagination. Now, of course, Andrew, this probably isn't going to surprise you. The number of people that you will read who will look at this verse and say, now we need to remember that these ancients didn't have the perspective of eternity and resurrection and eternal glory that we have today. You know, we find that so many times. I, I start Sometimes I start to wonder, how many times do we have to say, I know this verse looks like they were looking for an afterlife. I know this verse looks like they were they were thinking about some type of eternal reward, but now they, they didn't think like that. Well, I don't know. After I hear that 10, 15, 20 times, I start to think, you know what? Maybe they did think Maybe like they did that. Think. Maybe they did think Maybe like that. Maybe you should come at it from the other way since there's so much of this. Yeah. And so here's what I found fascinating about this one is the number of people who kind of started there because they I think they know, hey, that's the scholar thing to say. But so many of them said, but man, at this one, It's hard to think that all this psalmist is saying is, you know what, I know in this life it's actually going to end well. Most of them look at this and said, this is about something more. This is about something beyond this life. This is about the fact that there is a judgment that's coming. And for those who haven't served the Lord, it is not going to be good. But it'll be well for those who feared the Lord. And it's looking, there, there's some, this life is not about this life. It's about what's coming. And what we want is to be taken up into glory. And it becomes very clear when you are a Christian and you understand that Jesus Christ is the exposition of the law of Moses. Yeah. You know, we, we come to these scriptures and, and let's learn about this glory, right? Jesus Christ can t- testify and teach us about glory because, well, he came to us from glory, didn't he, Edwin? He did. He came to us from glory, and here's the thing. How do I find Jesus in the psalm? Well, it's not that Asaph is necessarily a type of Jesus in the sense of Jesus spent a lot of time worried and anxious and struggling, and maybe this, maybe not this, maybe I should just go ahead and follow along. No, not all of that. But this point about being taken up in glory, that right there is so much Jesus. Paul, when he wrote to his protege Timothy, In 1 Timothy chapter 3, he says, great is the mystery of godliness. And then he provided us a little hymn, a little hymn of confessing about Jesus. And you know where that hymn ends? That Jesus was taken up into glory. Did you just turn there? I did. I've got that. Why don't you read that? I'm looking at 1 Timothy chapter 3, and I'm going to start reading in verse number 16. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up 
in glory. The ESV says taken up in glory. Taken up. But received, received up in taken. Glory. And and here, this is exactly well, what we yeah. find. What's beautiful to me is with the New King James, when you go back to Psalm 73, mm. verse 24, it's also receive See, me yes, to glory. Yes, receive me yeah. to glory. Yeah. So here, here we've got, so here's Jesus. Mm-hmm. This, this is him. And now let's think about this. Asaph is looking around and he's struggling and he's stumbling and he's slipping, but he hangs on and he gets into the sanctuary and God has guided him through that. Yes. But here's what we see for Jesus. I, I don't think Jesus nearly stumbled or nearly slipped. I, I, I don't think that, the, that we have to worry about that. No. But a lot of people looking at him says, it doesn't look so good for your side. Well, and he was tempted at all points as are oh, we he was, without yeah. sin. Yeah, so I, you know, I, I think he can certainly understand yeah. doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I you know what? I think that's a really good point for us to remember. But the the idea that there's a lot of people who looking toward Jesus kind of say, I'm not sure I want to walk the path mm-hmm. of the cross. Yeah. I'm not sure I want that. But this verse right here in Psalm 73, these two verses, nevertheless I'm continually with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel and afterward you will receive me to glory. Jesus is the ultimate example of that. Absolutely. When I am walking with Jesus, I walk through the cross. In the counsel of God. I experience the cross. And when I am experiencing the cross... Everything else out there looks pretty good. Mm. You know, there's a whole lot of people <laughs> yeah. out there that aren't having to bear crosses. Yeah. They seem to be having a good time. They don't have pangs in their conscience about how they're living. They they get to pursue and you know, they don't have to worry how did I get this wealth? They don't have to worry about all of that. They're just they're just flitting along without that concern. I'm trying to carry this cross and it's burdensome and it's tough and I get lured away, but I remember I remember the the savior. I remember the model, Jesus Christ, who hung on to his father's hand and he walked through the cross and the father took him through that. And where did it end for him? It ended in glory. Glory. When I gather with the sanctuary of people, now listen, let's make this real for us today because when you and I gather in the sanctuary of God's people on the Lord's day, Mm -hmm. what's one thing we do every Lord's day? We take communion, which reminds me the Lord's supper. Jesus went through the cross, Mm -hmm. but where did that end for him? It ended in glory. That's right. And every time I gather with the sanctuary on that Lord's day, I am reminded of that. And I think about the end. I know where Jesus was on Friday, but I also know where he was on Sunday. Sunday. And man, that's, that's going to be us. He's going to yeah. take us to glory. And Jesus is the great example yeah. of that. It's powerful. It's exciting. It's a wonderful week. We're so glad that you've joined us for Text Talk this week. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's have a prayer. Our great God and Father, Lord, we thank you for this week. We thank you for this time that we've been able to read Psalm 73, uh, to go through this with Asaph, and Father, to relate to it in so many ways, and how we are encouraged to appreciate, Father, that ultimately there is a judgment And we who are Christians must walk the way of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We pray, Father, that we might remember how we are continually with you and that you hold us by our right hand, that, Father, you are guiding us with your counsel and help us to be humble and to walk it, not foolish and proud like beasts. Father, help us to trust that you would receive us into glory just as you have received your Son. Who do we have in heaven but you? What do we have on the earth Father, besides you, may we desire nothing but you. And help us, Father, to mean it. In Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen.
Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.